But you show me evidence. No, I don't. You have a belief there's nothing after light. I know I'm driving you insane. It's very fun. That is a belief. You are parroting Ken Ham right now. This is the Bill Nye and Ken Ham debate we are having right now. You are saying the stupidest fucking shit, dude. You are literally reciting bullshit that has been disproven so many hundreds of times just by rational thinking. You are a philosopher. I am not. Wait, I am not defending Christian God. I am not defending Christian afterlife. I am not defending any, any religion. Any afterlife. afterlife. Yes, I am saying the any same. afterlife. I disagree. <laughs> I'm saying the most logical answer would be there could be or there might not be, but, but not to choose either of the two sides. The absence. Show me evidence. Beautiful day. You no, I don't. No, even dumb people say smart you things. Do it. I can't now define objective. Right now. Fuck out of my face. I'm too stupid. Logical. Religion has non-religious answer. I'm a Mennonite. Dissertation of chalk talk. Play devil's advocate. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate podcast. Check out our Facebook. Check out our Instagram. Join us on Patreon. Uh, I love you, Dom. I love you, Cat. I don't know why I'm just plugging everything at the beginning. Yep, cool name. I agree. It's all in our what is it, Linktree or something? Yeah, on Instagram, Linktree, everything else is accessible through the Facebook. Join the clergy. Devil's advocate clergy. So we're gonna so, jump yeah. right jump into the topic. right into you failing nicotine. Oh, me failing nicotine. Yeah. yeah. So third day of sober October. Failed nicotine miserably on the second day, actually. Yeah. You had a really stressful week. I had a very stressful week. It kind of sent you over the edge because well, you heard that the comedians that you were basing the challenge with were like, oh, we can just do cigars. Yes. They agreed that they could do cigars, which so was like, my scapegoat. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can just do 30 puffs on a vape then. It was 35, but yes, it was, uh, I went a little ham with it. However, well, first things first, if you're on the Facebook group, if you're on Instagram, Wherever you find us, please call me a little bitch. I need that truthfulness to come so that I can really clarify it in my mind. Because I was a little bitch. I was. I set a goal and I failed it unbelievably miserably. However, I have not broken alcohol and I do not plan to. I still have 27 days left because I am going to drink on Halloween. I have 27 days left. And I'm going strong with the alcohol. I haven't had one urge to drink. Not a beer, nothing. But talking about giving up drugs, since we're, we're coming out of drugs part two, um, give last year I gave up weed, which wasn't too hard because it was already starting to give me panic attacks. Um, however, this is a very new environment for me, giving up alcohol over the past year or so i've been a decently heavy drinker definitely a little heavier towards nowadays as you know i would drink every day uh not a lot i want to clarify but like two beers a 40 which is like three something three beers and some change and then there were like one or two nights i would drink maybe seven or eight drinks a night so i almost qualify for an alcoholic but not not quite yet but it's Qualify. very, <laughs> I think it's 14 or more a week on average. And I'm at like 13. So I'm right under the limit. I'm not an alcoholic, but I am giving it up, up for this month. One, to see if it's really that difficult. Because if it is really difficult, then I know I had a problem with it. So far, it's been easy as shit. Um, 
again, I haven't had one urge, but it is a very new thing. It feels weird not getting drunk. Feels weird not getting tipsy. Uh, but I've been doing more shit just in the last like three days because I have to do something so my mind isn't consistently occupied with the thought of sitting down and drinking a beer and watching TV. But uh, it's putting myself in a very new position that I haven't been in for a while. And I like it. I like it quite a lot, which kind of opens us up to the broad topic, how yep, important yep. it is to put yourself in new experiences, in new environments. You're coming up with a very new environment yourself. You'll be yep. moving soon. So how does that make you feel? How are you? I know you're excited, but yep. So before I even get to that, um, okay, I'm moving to Charlotte, North Charlotte, Carolina. North Carolina, and so that's where I'll be based out of, uh, basically from the start of the year onwards. And we'll get to more of that in a second. But first, I want to talk about something that happened to me today. Yes, this was a new environment. Yeah, because you haven't got to hear this story. I'm excited, and this is this is one of the reasons why. I want to move to a city. Uh, you know, God's done a lot of amazing things. Oh, yeah. You did become Christian, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Mennonite now. <laughs> Big jump from Satanist. Yep. I'm So I'm a Mennonite now. Um, check Plug them em. out. Nice people. Uh, yeah, they are. They're very, very nice people, honestly. And so I'll explain. Yeah. How'd you meet them? So... First, I owe us both an apology, okay. you and I. I'm sorry for bitching this weekend to you so much about how stressed I was about getting the episodes recorded for the show by the deadline at the end of this week and for being an asshole about how we didn't have enough time to get things done and for bitching at you about hanging out with your girlfriend on sat on Sunday, especially because I was a hypocrite. You were. No. <laughs> You're going to see why I'm a hypocrite. Oh, were you going to cancel? I was going to cancel today. Oh, today? Yeah. And I was going to go to Charlotte. <laughs> that was why I texted you yesterday and told you that, that, that there was a chance I might cancel. Oh, I didn't even read that text. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Try to give you some notice. But you did not cancel. No. And, and here's why. So I was like, well, before I go to Charlotte, I'm going to get coffee with my sister this morning. I'm going to go to her house, pick her up, and then we're going to go get coffee at the best place around. Get some bagels. Get an apple pie chai latte. So good, by the way. Great morning. That sounds like a good morning. Yeah, it was going to be great. Going to be. Yeah. And as I'm driving on this road that I already hate. 55 miles an hour. Yep. Fucking hate this road. Used to have to drive it every day. <laughs> and so as I'm driving, this like eight point buck just jumps out of the fucking weeds, smacks into the right bumper of my car and bounces off. And it fucked your car up. No, no, no. I didn't know this yet, though. It bounces off the car. I'm like, like it bounces and I'm like, the car jolts and I see the buck bounce off in my rear view mirror and some pieces of stuff. And I'm like, okay, like we're still moving. All I could see was a dent on the hood. And I was like, I was like, I guess, I guess we're good. A few minutes later, Kat and Dom call me and I'm like, yep, I'm still coming down to Charlotte later. Like I just need to assess uh, my car real quick. So as soon as I can get to my sister's place, I was like, we'll assess my car. We'll see. What's going on with it? If it's good, I'm coming down. By the time I get to the town where my sister lives, I'm really close. I start hearing scraping. And I'm like, oh, no. That's I'm not like, a good sign. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I know something's fucked up now. This is, I'm hearing scraping. I was like, this is more than a hood dent. The scraping starts getting worse. So I pull in near a sheets, the gas station. And I'm like, okay, 
I don't want to be around that many people. So I'm going to pull into this Mennonite fellowship, like house. So there's a gravel parking lot. I pull into the parking lot and I stop hearing the scraping. So I'm like, we're good. I'm like, good enough for now. I park and I'm like, still on the phone with Kat and Dom at this point. They witnessed every single bit of my interact, of my discovery of the problem, all of it. I get out. I walk around to the front of the car and I'm like, oh my fucking God, what the hell? Because my entire passenger side front bumper was gone. My entire wheel well was gone. The headlight was like in a thousand pieces, but it still works. And my windshield washer fluid thing was like completely crushed. It looks like the Cookie Monster took a bite out of it. Yeah, car. and my hood is dented up like three inches. Looks great. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. And it's not going to be a cheap fix. No, my guess is five grand at the like bare minimum. Yeah, it's going to be bad. So possibly 10, 15. I don't, I don't think it's going to be anything like that. It's definitely going to be five or more. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. But you stopped at the Mennonite church. You were there for a couple hours. Yeah. And yeah, I was probably there for like three hours or so. And so this pastor, I, I walk up to the door to tell him like, hey, I'm leaving this car here because I'm not driving it right now. I don't know where to take it yet. I'm going to get coffee. I need to set I need my priorities straight. I need espresso because I've sat here for three hours assessing this situation. And the pastor walks out there with me and we assess the car together. I back up, he checks if there's any scraping. We see everything that's going on. And then he tells me, I was like, Yeah, I was planning on going to Charlotte later today. I was like, not having it now. And he was like, he was like, Are you good on transportation for the rest of the week? And I'm like, uh, yeah, probably. I was like, I'll, I'll be able to sort something out and get it, make everything work out. He's like, well, here, let me give you my card. He was like, if you need a ride or anything the whole week, he's like, transportation anywhere. He's like, just give me a call. That was really nice of him. He's like, I got you. So are you going to, are you done with Satanism? No, of course are not. Are you going to become a Mennonite? No, no, of course not. You should. No, I'm a Satanist to my core. But I will say. I can feel myself about to come. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, my whole body is tingling right now with the words that I'm about to say. My whole body is tingling. I, I bet it is. You? Oh, I feel that this is really like, oh, God. It really has Spit it out. done something to semi shape and affect my opinion on Christians in a positive manner. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, wow. I was like, how ironic is this? I was like, the Mennonite Christian Fellowship helping out the Satanists in their parking lot. I was like, what an absolutely beautiful irony. I was like, this is just beautiful. I was like, I cannot not appreciate it. It's too, too perfect. And you're covered in tats. You got your dark clothes on. He didn't see in my tattoos. Oh, okay. I looked very professional. I had my a very nice jacket on. Nice button-up shirt. I had an earpiece in on the side. I was like, yeah, I was supposed to go down to Charlotte for a meeting today. So I'm sure he thought I was like... A big wig. A little more high class than I definitely am. But he, he could. You could that's see. what you have to do. You have to present that way. But yeah, he probably saw me and was like, oh yeah, this guy is probably pretty chill. Like, help me out. Are you now happier to be friends with a Christian? Are you a Mennonite? I'm a Baptist. I despise baptists 
or sorry, I'm non-denominational. That's what I am. Yeah, you're cool. Come on in. What's up? What I'm up? A non-denominational Christian. Yep. Wonder who's more superstitious, you or that guy? Probably him. Probably <laughs> he, him. He, probably. I am one of the least superstitious Christians mm. you've met, and you know that's true. Mm. I, I'm a little superstitious. Mm. I don't know any is bad. Any, I'm a little it's all bad. It's any bad. Let us let us know. Let us let us know what you think. But uh, but that's a pretty cool experience. Got some nice help. Yeah. Cool yeah. guy's number. You should ask him on a date. See how he reacts. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to do that. You should. But I want to point out something that he had uh, on his business card here. It says, love your enemies. Yeah. Which he did today. He did. He didn't know it, but he did. He showed a lot of love towards He did. He really did. That if he, if you told him he was a Satanist, or you were a Satanist, it might break his heart. Yeah. But he showed you love. Because mm-hmm. he's a good Christian man. But see... Which one of us is better than for that? Because him. I would have treated him the same either way. I knew he was a Christian already, and it made no difference on my treating of him. Well, yeah, but you were the one in the in the time of need. And I, not really. I was just informing him I was leaving my car there. And then he came out and provided far more assistance than I would have anticipated. And I was like... Because he's a nice man. Yeah, he was. He was Good a pastor. very... Yeah, he was. Very, very nice man. Um, Today's Monday... No, they weren't open today. So I guess they just have a... He was just chilling? I think they have a preschool or something there, too. Oh, okay. And so, like, maybe he's just there, like, monitoring and stuff. No one no one had arrived yet. Like, only some of the teachers had just gotten there and stuff. Well, that's awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, Satanists, uh, they don't do love your enemies. No, so not even a little bit. We don't do that at all. That's not a thing for us. We despise that. More like, fuck your enemies. Ignore your enemies. Yes. Behold, what does the crucifix symbolize? Pallid incompetence hanging on a tree. Not incompetence. It's the best way to live in the world. The more friends you have, the more connections you have, the more connections you have, the easier your life is. Hmm. What was the very first thing of that before we, before I said that? I don't remember. Hmm. Damn. Something about LeVay. You said nothing about LeVay this entire time. I quoted the Satanic Bible there a few times. Oh, okay. You didn't say LeVay. Um, <laughs> oh, don't love your enemies. Oh, yeah. Okay, LeVay said, You cannot love everyone. It is ridiculous to think that you can. If you love everyone and everything, you lose your, your, your natural powers of selection and wind up being a pretty poor judge of character and quality. If anything is used too freely, it loses its true meaning. Therefore, the Satanist believes you should love strongly and completely those who deserve your love, but never turn the other cheek to your enemy. Why should... I not hate my enemies. If I love them, does that not place me at their mercy? No. Because you can love someone and still judge them. But your enemies. like Well, your enemies might become your friends one day, and then they'll remember that you hated them, and they don't want to be your friend. Things change with time. There is no, no certainty in hate. It can change very quickly. I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. A lot of people I hated, I became best friends with. Just because you hated them doesn't mean they were your enemies. I'm talking about people that are like out against you negatively. You well, shouldn't. Yeah, but you, you should might not join love forces. your enemies. You might join forces. Doesn't mean you should love them. Sure it's you. stupid to love them. I disagree. You are. It's good to love. Love as many people as you can. You don't know when you'll need them. You are such a Christian. It's finally coming out. You're finally getting it. For the past day and a half. You have finally been seeing my Christian come out, and it is driving you insane. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's always been here, just subtly. Yeah. 
but now it's coming out more than ever. And the look at the look of disappointment on your face, it brings me joy. See, you're my, technically you're supposed to be my enemy, but I love you. Am I your enemy, Ben? You're supposed to be. So why am I not? Because <sighs> I love you. How does that work, Ben? <laughs> so, so big. It's a circular definition. <laughs> we love those around here, right? Huh? We love cir- circular definitions. No. Uh, yeah um so that's why you love me because you're my enemy i'm trying to turn you do you consider me your enemy no but how i'm too insignificant to have any enemies (laughs) (laughs) it's just truthful but i mean no no no. do you consider me the enemy of your faith no i mean sure i guess yay but no (laughs) that makes me feel great i want to be considered the enemy of your faith I don't want to be your enemy. Why? We helped you. No, the Mennonites. They're Christians. We're all one. We're all one big... Except Catholics. They're going to hell. Fuck Catholics. Are Catholics going to hell, Alex? Um, No, but God's going to look at them and be like, why? You're fucking so uptight. Jesus Christ. But they were first. They were first, but they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) They have dumb rules. You're indoctrinated. I love it. <laughs> it's kind of cute, honestly. Fuck Catholicism. Uh, With all their other idols. Never worship another idol, yet they have 700 others. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a new environment. Me coming into this realization. That I'm Christian? Yeah, this, this painful realization. How is that, that realization? That we're enemies. Maybe that's what this podcast symbolizes this entire time. What do you mean? We're enemies, but we're friends. And we're coming. we're coming here to talk. And hash things out on an equal ground. I love when God and the devil are chill. Yeah, we're very chill gods and devils. Like I'm definitely it, God here. Obviously. But new environments. So you're going to Charlotte soon. Yeah, so one of the big reasons, uh, especially now, why I want to move to Charlotte is to uh, get the fuck away from deer. Because fuck those stupid things. You're going you're gonna to replace deer with crackheads. Are you excited? I will hit a crackhead with a car any day. They might take out more than your headlight. That's okay. I'll graze them. Oh, let's get a cattle guard. Damn. But besides the deer, what are you? What are you excited about moving? First, I think I'll say why new environments are important, and then I'll give like my reasons, basically. Okay. Um, especially if you live in a small town, it's important. Arguably, do yeah. It's important to get out there and see more shit because the more shit you see the more your horizons will be broadened, the more your perspective will change with things, and the more objective you'll become by not like being sequestered, mm-hmm. basically. And I think that the only way you can actually get an understanding of like these different groups of people and like the way that different cultures and demographics and even like sections of the United States act the way that things are there. like. By going and spending time in places that are different from where you are, it opens your mind to the way that people are outside of what you know. Because it's very easy to be in a place where you have a poor sampling pool of any specific group, and then you develop a false notion of what that group, that race or that religion or that gender or whatever is like. And then you go somewhere else and you're like, oh shit these people are completely different from the people where I'm from. And you're like, I guess the world's more broad than I like suspected, basically. Yeah. Just like the Mennonites 
were a very different Christian breed than you're used to. Expanded your horizons to the good ones. <laughs> yes, this is very true. Yeah. So yeah, it opens up your sampling pool of uh, of knowledge towards people. Puts you in different places. You see how how people interact with each other based on location, based on where you are, the the cultural norms for that specific city. And it's very important to see. I've seen quite a bit of it. We'll get to that a little later. Yeah, you have plenty. I, I've seen plenty. And it's brought me to two main realizations, which we'll get into. But for Charlotte, what are you what are you excited about for it? So one of the big reasons why I'm moving is more opportunities for entrepreneurial ventures and jobs in creative fields like art-related things. Um, easier access to a bigger airport where I can get cheaper flights to places to do more shit because I want to travel more. And getting away from everyone I know. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Sorry. I want you to move with me. I know you do. I push this on you every time I see you. I know. You know that. I'm very aware. I'm, I hope so. So I hope you think about it every day. It definitely has a big impact on career selection because there's not very many artistic jobs where we live. No. And there's not even a lot of people that are artistically minded, let alone there's there's definitely no jobs or very minimal. Very minimal. But not only that, but the people themselves are not the type of people who are really capable of appreciating actual art in the first place. It's just not really their forte. Yeah, that's true. And you think there's definitely more of an artistic vibe down there, or at least there's so many more people. Yes. That was phrased Yeah, there's wrong. such a high, there's a higher volume of people, and so just by default, there are more creatives. But not only that, it is a city and a hub, and so... That is where those type of people gravitate towards anyway. And do you think you'll, do you think your, uh, your idea on people is going to change while you're down there? Cause you'll be about, around a completely different breed of people. I mean, you visited before. Do people act very different? I mean, you definitely don't see like rednecks. That's sad. You don't see like truckers. Again, sad. I love both of those types. I of mean, <laughs> you don't see the 40 to 50 white blue collar worker male like you do in the south of virginia yeah all the fucking time that's only who you see and it it makes me so mad because it's like you can just like see them and instantly be like yep i probably hate you already i love them but i, I know disdain them and everything they believe you look at them and instantly you know every in and out of their entire thought process within like the snap of a finger oh i know it drives and me nuts. You, you assume you do. And then if you talk to one, almost always you're right. Yeah, I see a lot more like well-dressed, high-class people down there. The people seem... Now, do you think you're leaving your comfort zone by going to Charlotte? Yeah, definitely a little bit. I think that's a big part of moving to new environments too. Mm -hmm. Is like eustress, E-U, the prefix E-U, uh, which is like positive stress. You need a certain degree of you stress in order to be wanting changes to occur mm -hmm. like if you're just completely content there's no reason for you to be doing anything so you have to create that stress like you basically are your own source 
of motivation because the motivation is a choice and that's like how you generate it basically i need some more you stress yeah create the stress not by moving to charlotte that's a great way to do it though it would create stress no it would create you stress because at least for me for me it will create you stress because it will push me to excel more mm-hmm. to meet more people that will actually because when i go there it's very much a new beginning for you yeah it's like a a totally fresh start where everyone i meet gets the full unfiltered version of me now there's they don't have any preconceived notion they've never heard of me before and i don't owe them anything that would make me subconsciously feel like i have to put on a facade for them either it's almost like your first real true adult venture yeah, it is. It's like taking a step com- to complete adulthood. Yeah, in a way. freedom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like getting away from your parents, getting away from what you know. Yep. You're fully becoming an adult. Because if you can move there, you can move anywhere. Yeah. If you can move, you can move. Yep, exactly. But you're overall excited about it? Oh, very much so. Like, I'm as nervous as I am excited. But it's like a good nervous. Yeah. Because it's going to be like, like, I will probably cry when I move down there. Because it will be a massive relief. It'll be like... <sighs> You've been working on it for a like, long time. Yeah, it'll be like... Like when I sit down on my couch in my living room in my new apartment in Charlotte in just a few months, I will just be like, finally. And does that keep? Does that thought keep you driven? Like really driven to get there? Yeah. And I've been slacking a little bit lately, I feel like. Uh, in some ways. But Yeah, you're going to cancel a damn podcast on me. Yeah. The deer didn't jump out in front of your car. A deer saved this podcast. I want people to know that. The it only did. reason you are listening to this podcast is because a deer hit Ben's car. Yep. It would have been slightly different. It would have. And you wouldn't have had the great stories at the beginning. Yeah. It would have been a completely different podcast. Yeah. That has shaped this and it has shaped my outlook today. Good. Yeah. There's a lot of things happened today. And I'd, see, it once again, it just goes to show. That this is why I stick to the thing that we're just better than most people. Because we talked about this when we were running service at that wedding venue the other night, which I think I told you. Yeah. But like I told him then, like the level of shit that I can deal with and it not even fucking phase me on a daily basis is enough to just absolutely break so many of these worthless cucks that i fucking associate with like it's it's pathetic like shit that is literally almost beneath me is mind-boggling to them and i'm like you just could not fucking hang could you like you just could not make it dealing with the fucking pressure that i can deal with and it and it just be like water off my back now what if you move to charlotte and you become that bottom tier what do you mean what if you move to charlotte and then almost everyone you meet they look at you like oh that's all you can handle you like you now become then i'll level up okay that's how this works we're gonna wrap this up very quickly with my um with me my importance of traveling i was a military kid So by the time I was 15 or 16, I had lived in six different states. So I had seen a lot of different places. And it it drew me to two big conclusions. Everyone is 
almost exactly the same and everyone is almost a completely different to a point where like a lot of people think they're special and you could go to any place in the United States and find an exact copy of them yeah. pretty quickly. But in the same, in the same vein, I disagree with that though. In the same vein, or I guess the opposite vein, everyone is so uniquely different. You can never find an exact match. You can find some pretty close copies just about anywhere you go, as long as you know enough people. It's a very odd, odd dichotomy because you also see places where like it seems very different, like Colorado and Alabama. They seem very, very different, especially on like, you know, just your thoughts of them, right? You would think of Colorado very liberal, very... Not weather-wise, but very liberal, very city, probably. And then you look at Alabama, very conservative and very country. And you'd be right. But the liberals in Colorado act almost the exact same as conservatives in the South. Like, they have the same mindset. Like we've talked, the left and the right are almost the exact same. So it's that weird thing where they're completely different, but they're kind of the same yeah, in a weird fashion. Somehow, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing because you can start over anywhere and you've already met all of the archetypes I think you'll ever meet. Or at least I think I have. Yeah. Because I've stumbled over the same archetypes of people. Many, I think I have too. Many times. And it's, it's the cool only, And see. that's why the only ones I care about now are the outliers like me. I don't want to associate with people that aren't outliers because generic fucks are not worth my time. I'll hang with anyone. I won't and because only, I, I only want to be cultivated by minds worthy of respect. I only say it because of one of the first things I said where anywhere you go, you'll never find two people exactly the same. If I can enjoy being around you, whether it's for learning, laughing, just having a good time in general, or just you ever enjoy relaxing with someone yeah, or that. I don't care what the fuck you think. I think you can learn something from everybody. Even if it's small. And I know you have the um, the Pareto rule distribution when you talk about yep. hanging around people. If 80% of the stuff is, it doesn't matter. It's not worth a 20%. And I would agree. But I think you usually use that with learning. Like if you can't, if if 80% of the stuff they say you can't use, then you don't like them or you won't hang around around them. Would that be? Yeah. I mean, I would do it as 50%. 50? I don't, or less. I just don't need to be around people. Yeah, 50 or, if the majority of what they contribute to my life is meaningless and not helping me achieve my goals, then I just am like, this is pointless. Like, my finite, short life is not going to be filled up with the statements of idiots. It's not going to be filled up with their time. I love like, the statements. They can idiots. waste their time all they want. They can waste their fucking time believing that this is this barely even matters because they'll live for eternity in heaven afterwards. Like, fuck off. You can take that shit and shove it. Like, See, I will hang I with them. I will live my life to the fullest because when it's it that's it that is just it and i 
am happy for that. I wish. That's comforting. Oh, no. I know. Because there's nothing. And there's no reason to think of it. Because people were stupid when they came up with that idea. They had no fucking evidence. And then they indoctrinated the entire world with their stupid bullshit. They are the absolute epitomization of the wasted potential of humanity. That's what religion is. A absolute scourge on the face of the earth that is humanity's greatest failure at one point it helped but then it's it's called the uh god of the gaps theory as knowledge is gained and as science progresses the parameters through which god is able to operate continue to shrink well at one point he controlled the weather At one point, he was the waves, he was the sun, he was the ocean. And as we realize more and more things, the thing he can do, now all he can do is stay silent and ask for money through other people. Why are we back on religion? I don't know, because it's inescapable. It's not. It's not. But also, I disagree. Because I think there's, again, equal evidence that there's nothing after life, then there is something after life. Religious or not. Well, based on no evidence... You should ne- things without evidence are not worthy of respect. There's no reason. Yeah, to but respect. there's no evidence. There's nothing after life. That's that's a fallacy. Also, that argument is one of these fallacies. Like it's absolutely absurd to be like, oh well, you can't disprove it. I can't disprove. There's a giant floating duck floating I around know. Jupiter. So it. I would you put. But faith you seem in that? as confident that there's nothing after life as some as a lot of creationists. See, I am. I am as confident that there is not a god as there is a giant rubber duck floating around the sun because they have equal evidence. They are made-up stories that have absolutely zero basis in reality. The whole concept of an afterlife has zero basis in reality. And it, but it, psychologically, it all makes perfect sense. People are scared but of I'm dying. Sa- all they, I'm saying they is think I they're say special. the exact same thing about nothing after death. But you can't really, because Why? one is making an assertion out of nothing, and the other one is just making an assertion based on what you can observe. The fact is, there's no reason to... One's just assuming something because, oh, well, I guess I don't know, so it might as well be this, because what else could there be? The other one is saying, there's no reason to come to that conclusion because there's no evidence to support it. So we just assume nothing happens. Because why? where are we getting these other conclusions from? You can't draw a conclusion based on nothing. Now, I'm not saying it's, it's smart That's that you would draw, an, draw a conclusion. I mean, one is just not having a conclusion. I don't think anything happens after death because there is no... But I think that no is a ev- conclusion. It's not. It's not. That is the absence of one. There's no reason to think that something happens after death. But I can assert my, like, whatever notion I have because I've need to feel like there's something after death and then I can make myself think it. But that's not evidence. That's not how science works. Like that's just putting a notion onto it. Like that's that's starting with a conclusion and then arriving at it. Like I don't know. I still see you being as confident that there's nothing is the same as a creationist thinking that there is something. But they're wrong. That's but you thing. could be wrong too. No, you have an equal chance of being wrong. No, science absolutely disproves everything about creationism. Uh, about creationism, yes. But we and, might not know everything. And the whole concept of death. And there might be death. another life after death. Yeah, but there's... We don't know, but we don't know. Yes, it's but equal, we also we, don't know if there's a giant floating duck flying around the sun. Well, so yes, sh- we do. So, no, we don't. We don't. We just can't see it. Like God. 
because he's a metaphysical being. So what on what grounds do you have to say that that's not real? Because you have You're absolutely right. equal evidence. It could be. There is, but so you wouldn't attribute any weight to that because it just sounds ridiculous. Well, this is as ridiculous as that. But because people have been indoctrinated by people I, that no, are not I educated. I disagree. Because I'm what evidence saying. Then, what, where, what evidence differentiates those two statements? I, I think the only... Because I just made one up on the spot, and someone else just made one up 2,000 years ago. So what is the fucking difference between them? No, I'm saying the only, the most logical thing that you could say is that there could be or there might not be anything after death. I think that is... There could be. There there could be, But because there's no evidence for anything... But there's no evidence for nothing after. There is more evidence for nothing than there is any of the 10,000 ones that say they have the only answer. It's 10,000 to one. One is against all the others. That's how science works. Choosing any of the others is ba- is literally just putting your conclusion on no evidence. I'm not saying subscribing to one specifically. To the idea of an afterlife? The idea in general that there might be something after death. In any way, shape, or form. But there's... Sure, there could be. But it doesn't matter because we won't experience it until we die. Exactly. It it matters absolutely none, and therefore there's no reason to assume that there is because it doesn't matter. All you will ever know is this. You can guarantee that. You can't guarantee that. You you can guarantee that you will know this at the very least. You... Unless you get dementia. You'll still know it. You still had it. But that's it. Everything else is just complete speculation. You don't like speculating? There's not speculation based on no evidence. That's that's just stupidity. Coming up with a conclusion and saying, this is what I believe, based on nothing, is not respectable. There's no respect for coming up with a conclusion literally based on nothing. It's literally just asserting your own conclusion because you want to. Versus just saying, I... Not ha- so that no, there is no comparison to saying to not having a belief versus having a belief. But you show me evidence. Belief. No, I don't. You have a belief. There's nothing after life. I know I'm driving you insane. It's <gasps> very fun. That is a belief. You are parroting Ken Ham right now. This is the Bill Nye and Ken Ham debate we are having right now. You are saying the stupidest fucking shit, dude. You are literally reciting bullshit that has been disproven so many hundreds of times just by rational thinking. You are a philosopher. I am not. Wait, I am not defending Christian God. I am not defending Christian afterlife. I am not defending any, any religion. Any afterlife. afterlife. Yes, I am saying the any same. afterlife. I disagree. <laughs> I'm saying the most logical answer would be there could be or there might not be, but, but not to choose either of the two sides. I'm saying that you, the only logical answer is to choose that there isn't one. You just have to assume that there isn't one because there's no there's no merit to put on anything else. If there was one shred of evidence, maybe you could lean the other way. But otherwise, it's the scale is so infinitely tipped in the direction of observable reality that it would just be you couldn't it's one's not a belief. It's just a it's a conclusion based on observed evidence. All the other ones are conclusions based on beliefs rather than evidence. They are not based on evidence where the other one is just based on what we observe. We don't have a reason to that an observable reason as to why we would assume that there's something after. 
So we just don't assume that there's something after because that would be just drawing our own conclusions. Okay, let me throw something at you. Back, way back in the day, when we didn't know about space, we just lived on Earth. We could assume the whole universe had gravity because gravity wasn't a thing because that was the world, right? Gravity? I don't know if... So like if you dropped an apple, it would fall to the ground. Yeah. People could assume that is true about anywhere in the entire world. In, in the entire universe. Because that's all they knew. Right? Assuming they knew the concept of universe, I don't know what year... Well, just like everything. They knew there was movable space. Like, they, they knew they could go from point A to point B. Yeah. They were animals. Yeah. So if they, based on that evidence, everything everywhere, if you had an apple and released it, it would fall somewhere towards your feet. And then we learned more, and then they got to a conclusion that that doesn't happen everywhere. So what if we're just in a place where there's no way to be to know that there's going to be an afterlife? That is a horrible analogy. I didn't explain it as well as I wanted to. Yes. But because one's a physical thing that we can't. But prove. if they drew that conclusion back then and they just stuck with it forever, that's not a good thing. And they were very concrete and they were wrong about it. Yes, but science admits when it's wrong. Christians don't. Now that's true, but I'm not talking about Christians. Religions of any kind. Religions of any kind. They never admit when they're wrong. And they are all wrong based on common sense. I'm not talking about any religion. All the idea of an afterlife is religion. That's the whole purpose of them all. They all say that there's some bullshit after, or you just come back as an animal. I know some non-religious people that believe in an afterlife. Then they have a religion. That's their own little religion that they just made up, which is pretty dumb. What do you mean they believe in an afterlife? They believe something happens. They don't know what. It could just be their fear of death. I think that's what it is. Like, psychology explains it all perfectly as to why humans would have to come up with this conclusion. Like, to, to feel this need, this innate need to feel special, to feel eternal. They externalize all of their best feelings in this deity that represents what they wish they could be. But they could be that. Not creating planets, but creating far more. Maybe God's just a symbol for a human. That's exactly what I'm saying. God is a symbol. Well, maybe that's the whole point of the Bible. God is a symbol for a human. Or every... Because um, because humans want to avoid their innate narcissism and their ego. And so they externalize these like best parts of themselves in this deity to avoid like worshiping themselves. That's why I think that we are our own gods. Because we are like... If we're our own gods, can we make our own afterlife? This is it. This is our heaven. This is our hell. What if I want another? I, everyone wants another. That's not That's, true. No. No. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it could go that. on forever. I don't. No, I, w- I, would, I really want to die. Not now. <laughs> that sounded very suicidal. That's a new environment. <laughs> it's very Death. new environment. I'll, I'll come back. I'll let you know what happens. It's comforting to me, though. Like I, I mean, no, me I would too. be fine. With, of, I would be fine with living forever, but since I know oh, no. I don't, I that's comforting. The idea of living forever makes me shiver in my skin. Yeah, well, luckily there is there is no I reason hope, why you should fear that. I you hope shouldn't fear not. it. You shouldn't fear it. I fully fear it. You shouldn't because you are better than that. I will continue to fear it. The, dropping those beliefs that hurt you would only empower you infinitely more. Oh, I will always have that fear. You don't, but maybe one day you won't. No, I will. You can't say that. Oh, I can. You can't. You don't know that. Even for if sure. I'm not religious, I'll still have that fear. Like I'm also afraid a rhino's going to burst really, through my you door really and impale me. You really can't say that. 
you can't say it because I used to think that, and I don't have that fear anymore. No, this is what I'm saying. I'm not afraid of hell. I was, and I was way deeper indoctrinated than you were. I'm not saying I'm afraid of hell. I am afraid of hell, but I'm not saying I'm afraid of hell. I'm afraid of heaven. Like heaven is still my biggest fear. And do you think God's happy about that? He here he knows you're saying it. I know he. I he, know he knows. You, you didn't even have to say it. He yeah. knew you thought it. He knew you would think it. 10 billion years ago. It is my biggest fear. Well, I guess hell would be my biggest fear, and then heaven's like my second biggest fear. But it's definitely one of my biggest fears. That's really we, we need funny. to delve into that one day. That's hilarious. It is you, my you biggest said fear. said hell is your second no, biggest fear? hell would be number one. That would be <laughs> the biggest fear. And then heaven would be my second but biggest fear. But tell me why. Fear. You'd be with all the cool people. <laughs> You'd be Wait, with every friend you have in hell. No, because I'd still be living forever, but I'd be in pain. Or I'm living forever not in pain, which is equally as scary. So what about after like pain. one billion billion <laughs> Shut up. I don't like years this. in heaven or in hell? You think it's still you, think, like you it? think it's just for God to still leave you there? Yeah. For one trillion like one quadrillion quadrillion he gave me a book saying he was gonna do it at least the man keeps his word yep and you'll be with there with all the people that he didn't give the book to also they just never knew exactly pretty fair right very fair they deserve it they do they were just born they were assholes into suffering yeah and now they get to burn too forever <laughs> but yeah we should delve into how heaven's my biggest one of my biggest fears yeah that would be a good topic I would say it honestly. definitely is 100% and it always will be. I, I feel like you've told me that before. It is. I, yeah, I feel like you have, but for some reason it comes as such a shock. Because it makes me quiver in my skin. Because that, like, It makes like, me want to throw up. Now that's like the least Christian thing you said today, and now I'm just so confused because it makes me happy, makes me very happy, and I'm like, this is a weird place to be in, irritated with you and happy with you, where I'm like, He's I'm the like, only one that can do it. Because I'm not going to be fucking hanging around people that are stupider than I am. You hang around me. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things that could be said here. And I'll say them. Say them. I, I don't, as much as I want to, think you're stupid. Thank you. And I don't know why, well, but you believe some stupid shit. And I will call it stupid. And, and I'll I mock respect it. that. I respect that. And I'll piss on your God. That's fine. And I don't know why you say it's fine. I don't care. Because at the end of the but day... But I do want to... I want to bring up... What? At the end of the day, <laughs> all I care... You don't have to respect my God. You could piss on him all you want. But you have to understand that I respect him. And you have to respect me in knowing that I respect him. I definitely don't have to respect that idea. Ideas are fair game. No, you, People, have to, you just no. have to respect me. I respect you, but I don't respect any of your ridiculous ideas. That's fine. Yep, I agree. It is fine. I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. As long as you respect me. I respect the shit out of you. Thank you. But I I disrespect and uh, denounce with the highest level of heresy all of your ideology. <laughs> that, And I expect that from you. Because you're the hypocritical Christian that's that I hate. You're yeah. the hypocrite Christian that I want my parents to be. <laughs> I'm a very... Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a If hypocrite. all Christians were like you, Christians would be great. 
I wouldn't say I'm a hypocritical Christian. No, shut. No, shut this is why I, the fuck up. No. Yes. Yeah. Everyone that listens, we'll make a poll in the fucking group right now. You know where this shit goes. Listen, you are I full of myself? it. Can I defend myself? Whatever you say, it is a fucking no, lie. Can I defend ask myself? Cat, Dom, Grace, ask John Boy, ask anyone. Ask can, my sister. What do you I, think she thinks? You can think I you defend think myself? Can I defend myself? <laughs> I think Dom asked me one day, he was like, Is Alex really a Christian? <laughs> can I defend myself? It's so here? hard to believe. Can I defend myself? Oh, please, please. <laughs> Let me pull up the definition of hypocrite. Oh my God. Because we like definitions, yep, do we you're, not? You're a heretic. No, I don't know. You, and you basically are. Do we like definitions is my question. And that's all. We love them. That's my only question. They are everything. Okay. A hypocrite is a person who indulges in hypocrisy. Okay, thanks. Oh, that's a really great <laughs> definition. <laughs> thanks, Webster. That really helps What's me hypocrisy out. then? The practice of claiming to have moral standards or beliefs to which one's own behavior does not conform. Yes. Now listen, no. You subscribe to the Christian religion. But I do not say, I do not say I'm a good Christian. I simply say I am a Christian. I do not say I have moral high... Yet, yet you worry I, about I, doing things yes. that will quote-unquote send you to hell while you do things that are written in the Bible that will send you to hell. Yes. I, that's where I don't get how do you how do you reconcile this cognitive dissonance between these two conflicting beliefs that exist simultaneously within your head? Where is the reconciliation? How can they exist in your head without there being such a massive dissonance that you're like, something's not working? So here. what are my biggest ones? I curse, but I don't count that one. I don't the, know. Like the sex so with women is a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. What others? Uh Drinking, that's a subjective one, though. I guess they all are, because it depends on which version of Christianity you're <laughs> fucking following. But I, w I would say over-drinking is one. Yeah. Right? I'm taking a break from it. I'm trying to reset with it. Yeah. Boom, Christian. Next. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's the stupidest shit I ever heard. Next. Next. Yeah, you didn't win that one. There's not no Christian. Check. So It's not not Christian. <laughs> it's not a great one. What's next? Uh, What's next? Let me talk about all your other drug usages. Like it never says don't use drugs in the Bible. I don't know. I mean, you know, name one Christian group that's be like I don't care yeah. about Christian group. Fuck a Christian group. You, you, fuck Catholics. Fuck Mennonites. Then, then why are you even following it if you're like fuck every other one of them? Because I enjoy it. But I enjoy you're like, going to church. You're like. You can't just make up your own truth while you make up your own truth. I don't force it on anybody. Doesn't matter. My truth. You disagree with my other people truth making their own truth. Is fully in my head and I keep it quiet all of the time. And you yeah. know this to be true for the most part until you push me to an edge. Because you have to admit for the bit that we are aiming to do for Patreon, which we won't. We discussed it already. Yeah, but we didn't say like big buzzwords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the bit we are going Just to the do. Cross part. To get a Christian to do it is a pretty big thing. Name one Christian that you know that would be in this in this bit. I don't know. I don't really associate with any Christians. 
like I know a few other people who believe in God and I think yeah <laughs> what do you think yeah huh would they do the bit yeah that's what no, I thought they would not do I am bit. a very open Christian here's something very Christian about me I love everyone even one of the witches I know was like yeah yeah and I was like yeah I'm a very open person I love everybody I believe in integrity. Do you love Satan? He's not a person. He's a, uh, some kind of a deity. Yeah. But, but listen, God says love everyone. So do you love him? He's not in everyone. God He's loves a, He is a thing. Satan's a thing. So how can you love Jesus? Or God? If they're deities. Because <laughs> Jesus was a human. He is the... What about God? Human. I love his son very much. <laughs> you don't love him? Well, he's a thing. I can't love a thing. He'll strike you down for that. Well, think you're going think he enjoyed that? But listen, I I believe in integrity. I believe in humility, which we have talked about before on the podcast. Christian. <sighs> I believe in loving everyone we talked about earlier. What else? Did Jesus say the fruits of the spirit? I have no idea what that means. What are fruits? Huh. I know fruits like bananas. The uh they are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I believe in all of those. Name one of those I don't believe in. I may not act it out very well, but I believe in it. Self-control. I very much believe in self-control. Do but I you have, have self- horrible? You have, I have No, I have terrible self-control. As we know me breaking sobriety on day two. But I never claim to be perfect. I never claim to be good. I simply claimed I agree with the message for the most part. And you know my personal reason for being a Christian. Yes, it's poor. I don't I I disagree. It's quite poor. Sure. But I am a Christian. I will never not be a Christian ever. I love Christianity. I love the people I meet. So if we could mathematically prove that God does not exist, you would not accept that? No. Are you serious? If you could mathematically prove God didn't exist. Like if you if there were if they found a way to like come to the exact same conclusion every time. Like, we're, they're, they're able to send something out into space that maps the entirety of space, all of known existence. And they're able to, like, mathematically prove with the exact same data over and over and over again, repeatable tests by scientists all around the world arriving at the same conclusion with independent results. You wouldn't accept them that? I mean, I'd be fine. Like, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, cool. Yeah, that's the thing. But I'll believe my dumb thing. Like, it's just the dumb thing that I'll believe. I already believe in a dumb thing. There's no difference here. (laughs) Well, first off, it's a terrible hypothetical because that couldn't happen. There would be no way to ever prove that there is and or is not a God. So it's not a great hypothetical. But hypothetically speaking, I would just believe my dumb thing. I wouldn't force it on anybody. I wouldn't scream it. Even if it was proven. How would you prove it? I don't know. I'm just giving you a hypothetical. If it was proven, you wouldn't accept the evidence? Well, let me give you a hypothetical. They prove it, but what if what if they did prove it 100 years after that? Because the way they proved it before didn't work. What do you mean? I mean, science, it is true, right? But it can also be wrong. Not math. Math can be wrong. Well, <sighs> no, it can't. Not when it becomes a law. They're constant. Not when it becomes a law, no. But- I'm, I'm saying... When math can repeat, that's what a law is. 
the repeated okay. result arrived at by everyone with no influence from anything else. It's like it's natural selection. But how would that determine if there's a god or not? I'm just giving a hypothetical. If if they figured out how to empirically prove with math that God was not real, like they calculate to the decimal the age of the of the universe, they calculate how it all happened. They figure out something to mathematically explain everything, and it completely just disproves. Not like there isn't that enough of that already, but would you accept just an irrefutable amount of evidence? I mean, I would accept it. I would want it to be taught in schools, but I would, would believe my dumb thing. Why? Because I like it. Well, that doesn't even make any sense. Because I like it. You could find out you're wrong and just be like, eh, I'm still just wrong. I'm fine being wrong. Everyone's wrong all of the time. I am 100% okay with being wrong. I am wrong more than I am right every day for a uh, 100%. I know you are. So are you. We're no, all I'm wrong not. all the time. I'm not. How do you know? You could be wrong. There could About be a what? God. Yeah. But there, but but if there it is. It could be Allah. It could be Buddha. It could be. It could be any God. Yep. There could very well be a God. This life could have a meaning. And if there is any God, none of them deserve to be worshipped. I, You could be wrong because about that. Because they are all guilty of the evil of inaction. They stand by, if they're so great and deserving of worship, and yet do nothing to alleviate suffering with their infinite power, then they are to be despised. They do not I deserve... I with that. They do not deserve worship. No, it, read the fucking Lucifer effect. That'll change wonder. your that'll change your opinion. Learn about all the goddamn prison abuses and the genocides in no, Rwanda. No, there's been terrible things to happen. Yes, but no, where, it's no. systematic. But where would it comes you end from the it? top? Those where would you people, end the suffering? Though it comes from the top. Those people are the ones that are in charge of these systems. No, they I allow mean, this shit to endure. And if there's an all powerful being that can that's supposedly not limited by anything, and they allow this to suffer, all while they talk about how they are just and loving. You can't, you can't, if you have the power to intervene on something and you do nothing, that is literally the same thing as contributing to it yourself. But I'm saying with suffering, where, where does the intervening line stop? Do you take away all suffering completely for everybody? Cause I don't, I don't think that's good. I think suffering is very important part of human life. I also agree. So where would you take it away? The magic no, I'm it saying, just is no, I'm inherent. What like the suffering is just present. There is no God. But if there was, he would not be worthy of worship because he allows it to happen. I disagree with that. That that disproves God from that because a just God would not be capable of being able to. If they had all this infinite power, they wouldn't be able to make rules that they couldn't break. They wouldn't be able to confine themselves to some arbitrary fucking rule. They would be able to do anything. So therefore, God is not all-powerful. What if it's his little experiment? Then he's still not worthy of worship. Why not? Because suffering, like we both have said, is a good thing inherently. Yes, but it the Christians say it's not because it's sin nature. God didn't do it, so it is bad. Suffering's not part of God's plan. But he allows it to happen, and he always knew it would happen. So it was a part of his plan. He knew all of it would happen, but he still did it anyway, just to glorify him himself because he's a fucking narcissistic, genocidal fucking maniac if he's real. Because that's what he is. 
Who did he kill? Everybody or no one? He killed the entire earth with a flood. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did do the flood thing. And then amongst so many other... And then he I'll promises to come back and do it again one day, but with fire the next time. I'll still praise him. Or when Jesus comes back on a white horse and slaughters so many people that the blood runs as high as the shoulder of the horses. Seven or eight feet of blood flowing on the earth in that valley in Israel. I'll still... I'm still good with it. I mean, I'm not. Doesn't seem doesn't seem very chill. Doesn't seem very doesn't seem very loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, or self-controlled. It seems like a raging, narcissistic, tyrannical fucking genocide based out of ego. Love me or I'll hurt you. Read a read some books on the language of abusive relationships, and then you'll fucking see a lot of comparisons. I love you, but if you don't love me, I'll hurt you. <laughs> it's an abusive relationship. If it if you if it's not a religion and it's a relationship, then it's abusive. If God's real, then he doesn't deserve to be worshipped because he is guilty of the greatest evil of inaction of all. I disagree. I don't see how you could disagree. If he's all powerful, then he could stop it. And he chooses I don't not to. It should be stopped. But the whole point of the Christian narrative of this God that you worship, because you worship the Christian God. I do. So this God is It's not to not have suffering. But the suffering is not part of his plan. He it, supposedly hates the suffering. No, I think the point of No, God hates the suffering because it's not part of his plan. That's sin nature affecting the world. Corrupting and tainting his perfect creation. The way I—that's not what it, he wants it you to are, be. You are to pick up your suffering and do the best that you can. Well, in you deal with the suffering in the Christianity that controls this country. God does not want suffering. The corruption of sin nature is what causes all suffering, from the pain of a woman's childbirth to death itself. Every single aspect of suffering and like. Lions eating meat is a result of sin nature because everything was vegetarian in God's perfect world. Where does it say that? In the Bible. Nothing that's what that, that's what they say. Nothing ate meat. There was no killing. There was no death. Is that Genesis? Every yeah, everything was peaceful coexistence until sin nature. And then everything was broken. Everything was corrupted. Plants grew thorns. Animals started eating each other. Pain became a thing. Death aging. All of that was because of sin nature, and it has been inherited by everyone since, which is also unjust. I don't know, man. I've read Genesis a lot. I've never read these lines. These, this is the theology of Christianity. I gotta brush up on it. Yeah. This is the first time I'm ever hearing any of this. About the perfect world that God created that was supposed to be perfect and was corrupted by sin nature? I mean, I've heard that, but I haven't heard the everything death entered death entered into the world through sin and sin through death i haven't heard that line now that's genesis also i don't know i've read genesis a lot it's the only chapter i could get through <laughs> yeah no but I, I i just think i don't know i think a lot of the bible i take it mostly metaphorical i do i also take it superstitious in small amounts i understand why like there is nothing about crosses burning in the bible so I, I don't know where not. you pull that from because i respect it I respect it. I have a respect but, for it. But, but how can you respect something that disproves itself? Like, I also wouldn't burn... I wouldn't burn a portrait of George Carlin in the same fashion. 
You know George Carlin. The old comedian. I showed you a bunch of his shit. Don't compare George fucking Carlin I will. to Jesus or God. I will. He made fun of those stupid I know made up assholes but what I'm so saying, much. What I'm saying is I respect both of them to a point that I would not I would not burn them. There's a big difference between them. No, no. Not with my respect. They both Well, there should be, because one you know exists. The other one doesn't. <laughs> to you. To common sense. No, not necessarily. Can we like cheers to, to common sense? Logic? I have nothing reasoning. to drink. I have no beers, remember. Logic, reasoning, and common sense. There's equal things that say that he doesn't exist and he does. It's not, it'll never be provable. Of course, there's an, another 9,999 But, but common sense religions. is enough to prove it. Like, I disagree. It, it's enough to either prove that all of Christian theology is basically entirely wrong. The only thing you can't directly disprove is the existence of God. But he, the, he disproves himself because it's a fallacy. Like it's like a it's like a circular definition that doesn't need to be. A, it just exists because it can. Like it's not. What do you mean? It's a circular definition because what is just the idea of God? Like it's so baseless in all forms. Like not only is it absurd in reality from every other thing that can be known, it is also just illogical. Like, if it existed, it would be so unworthy of worship that it would be an enemy. I still disagree with that. I just don't see how. Because it could be some alien in a class. I've t- I've, we've talked about this before. Like, our entire universe could just be a cell in a lab in another place. And yeah, I'm talking about the, the Christian God. If he exists, Yahweh, he does not deserve worship. I disagree. Not for the things that he allows to happen. He and if if he allows it to happen, then he can't be all powerful. Why? E- either he can't he can't be all these things. He can't be just and all powerful and allow these things to happen. Either he's simply just and he's powerless to stop it, or he's all powerful and unjust because he just doesn't give a fuck. It's just a playground thing to him. It's no. a, it's all for his glory and entertainment, which means he's a narcissist. Or he doesn't care. Like there, I disagree. He, there he, is no the way to reconcile thing. No he way gave, to reconcile it, though. Why? If he gave everyone free will and just let him do what he did, horrible things would happen. He, but he knew they would happen, and he just did it anyway. So it's a big old lesson thing. Just to glorify him, which means he's an, an unworthy narcissist. He has narcissistic personality disorder. If he's willing to let billions of people die and then... Flood the entire earth, let them all come back, burn the entire earth, slaughter them all, and then burn them all in hell again for eternity just to glorify his name. It's not justice. There's no way that someone can look at hell and consider it just. It does seem a little... I'll give you that. It seems a little harsh. Hell is a fallacy, like I said, because it's so irrefutably unjust. Like It's the very definition of unjust punishment. Generational sin... The, the great, great, great grandchildren of someone being punished for a, a fuck-up that someone else made long after and regretted. It's not like Adam and Eve were happy about what they did. They regretted it for the rest of the 800 or something years that they supposedly lived. Who knows if they went to hell? Does it ever say? I don't think it does. They could have gone to heaven. I don't know what people even... I don't know what, they, what fundamentalists think about Adam and Eve. Well, I fuck wonder. fundamentalists. They're the ones that run the country, so their opinion matters most. Who runs the country? 
I think you should read the Bible and, and kind of... We should care what they think. I don't. We should because we should know what they think because they're making our laws based on this. Now, that's bad. Yeah. That's why. That's, that's the bad. only reason why we should care. They don't matter. They will die out, but they can still destroy everything for the next 200 years by putting laws into place that can't be revoked until the entire fucking system is changed out by people with different views. I agree they're a problem. Which, if, like, what keeps America ahead is science, is logic and technology and reason and progress through empirical scientific progress. This type of religion gets in the way of that. Don't I wouldn't say this type of religion the way they fundamentalist take it. Christianity. Yes. Okay, gets I can agree in the that. way. Christian nationalism yes. gets in the way of keeping America at the height of its prowess. America can never be great again. But now they are slacking and falling behind because as other countries continue to develop and westernize in in the Do you in, think we're more Christian now than we've ever been? Yes. I disagree with that. Maybe fundamentalist. I don't really know. We're definitely more Christian than we ever were. Certainly when we were founded. Certainly when we were founded, yes. But I think we might have been more in like the 60s, 70s. It's just yeah, it's a different type of Christianity. You think? But from the from the 40s on, it's been the same Christianity. It's just Christian nationalism continuing to evolve to stay relevant. And, and I think to, it's getting better now it's than trying it was to hold, then. It's definitely not. It got better for a while. No, I think and it's now losing it's getting its grip. Worse. It's, it's tightening it because it's dying. It is dying. Well, no, it's definitely dying. It has 100 years left to go, though, still. You think? 100? All the reports say 100 years. What reports? All the ones that matter. <laughs> it's very specific. There's plenty. Look them up. Look up any religion studies that Christianity will be... No, 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 sorry. Christianity will be a minority. Christianity will make up less than half of the population within the next hundred years. Yeah, but I'm not talking Christianity. I'm talking Christian nationalism. I, I view them as two completely separate things. I don't, because the majority seem to be Christian nationalists. I disagree. At least the loudest ones. I would say around here, yes. And the ones on the news, yes. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I agree with that statement as well. Poor sampling pool. We got to wrap it up, man. I really got to get to bed. I still got like 30 oh, yeah, minutes yeah. of driving. All right, all right, all right. True, true. Uh, anything else? Um... Suck my dead dick at my funeral. Okay. Well, this is why next week we're going to make our own religion. Yes. One that actually makes sense. It's going to have an afterlife in mind because <laughs> that's my biggest fear. So this is our religion. Oh, it's got to be ours together? I thought we were coming up with separate religions. Oh. I mean, we can do both. <sighs> hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you enjoying this podcast? We fucking know you are. I'm sure they could enjoy it even more, though. <sighs> All right, you negative asshole. I'm sure our lovely audience could enjoy it more by checking out our Patreon page. Ah, yes. Well, look at you solving problems. We've got multiple tiers to choose from, so there's not really any financial pressure. Thank you for that. And uh, whether it be <laughs> early access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive Patreon-only merch, or just listening to Ben and I ramble about the different types of orifices in the human body, our Patreon has a large variety of special content for very special people. Plenty of rambling. And don't forget, you rambling asshole, that that's far 
from all we're offering, we are creating video and audio comedy bits for TikTok and everything. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Giving access to behind the scenes content and occasionally bringing on the coolest fucking guests ever, amongst many other things. To check all of this out, go to patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash the real devil's advocate podcast and maybe ben if you weren't such a disgusting pothead you would have remembered to say that not only do we have patreon exclusive merch but we also sell a shit ton of merch to our general audience on our website yeah no maybe i should have remembered that because that is the best way that you can support us aside from subscribing to our patreon but you can check all of that out on our website which is www.therealdevilsadvocatepodcast.com and find us on any of our social media platforms or streaming platforms with the tag The Real Devil's Advocate Podcast. And again, that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.thereal.devilsadvocatepodcast.com. Jesus.